this is a warning, this podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks guys, bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric, and my boyfriend, Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? How's it going? And we're at Eric's house today. Woo! (laughs) And apparently it sounds a lot better here, or is a lot better to record here. (laughs) Because we are deep, deep underground in his uh, man cave, (laughs) away from the family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, don't just... Ignore the tickle room, the <laughs> cuddle room. Oh, gosh. It's a bunch of blonde women in there. <laughs> yeah, Anyways. It's, uh, it's a combination of uh, a really cool collectible shop, but then uh, all these weird mannequins are just hanging all over the place. <laughs> Strange holes uh, drilled into them. <laughs> Stop. Anyways. If y'all hear scratching in the background, just ignore it. Oh, my God. Just ignore it. Anyways, um, all right, so we're here for episode 59. We're, uh, we got to apologize. Last week we had a, a little bit of sickness that we couldn't really control, so we had to skip it. So we're recording it. Tomorrow is officially Valentine's Day, and so it's the 13th when we record this. Yeah. Right? So, so. And, and I think this is going to be like a Valentine's-themed uh, one. Yes. Yeah. So So. there's going to be a lot of disappointment, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's going to end up crying. (laughs) Um, Alrighty. Um, Do we have any creepy updates? Actually, I don't. I do not. It's been quiet here, but that's probably because my mental health is taking a huge dip. Oh, gosh. I ain't got time for no creepy updates. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Jesus? Um, Not really, aside from, you know teetering on the plane of uh living and <laughs> and death yeah yeah just everyday dad stuff yeah <laughs> well i have i don't know if this counts as a creepy update but it definitely did creep me out um so one of the nights that jesse was sick sal uh had came to me in the middle of the night and uh so he he had used the restroom during the night like i guess right when we put him to bed so he had like a very soggy diaper like at three o'clock in the morning and well he had a diaper rash like within that time okay and so um i was like oh my god oh my god like we have this like um diaper rash spray and we usually keep it there at the toilet so you know that that's what makes sense he's a diaper rash spray yeah instead of using your hands it's literally like a like a pokemon potion well, I was I was thinking like you know from a uh, fucking Resident Evil the first yeah. aid spray, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah. like that. Pretty much like that. But for your butt, because he literally will go spray my butt. Yeah, he bends over. But anyways, <laughs> that's um, awesome. I love so it. So that's that's where it's always at because you know that's when you go to the restroom with him, and if he has like a little rash, you just want to be able to you know reach your arm out, and there it is. Well, I couldn't <laughs> find it in the middle of the night, and I was like I was running around with my head like or like a a chicken with its head cut off and we could not find it and so while i'm in the room with poppy um his baby shark vacuum just randomly turns on 
And like we have not charged this thing in months. Yeah, it should be literally it, dead. It literally should be dead, but it just randomly turned on. Didn't it didn't do the music, it was just the vacuum part. And it turned on for a couple of seconds and then it just turned off. And like it felt like if Nene or if mother were like expressing this their displeasure with me that's what it felt like really yeah like it it and i was just like yes yes i'm sorry i feel like i'm a bad mom already and so like that was the feeling i got wow but then um this week jesse found the the spray and he said oh, it was yeah well, so funny story about that i guess that you would consider it a creepy update so i am using the restroom and i'm you know just minding my own business you know yeah doing my business and um <laughs> the bottle literally just falls out of nowhere on the ground really yeah i'm like i'm literally like this and i hear and i was like what the and literally the bottle is just on the ground and i was like where the fuck did it come from it literally felt like it Whoa. like someone just literally dropped it from the from the top from the top uh. all the way down and she had searched through it frantically there like mm-hmm. and like i was on like well, where the hell was it? Was it on the ceiling? <laughs> like, I was like, and that same day she was like, yeah, I couldn't. I was like, I actually found it. She's like, well, where was it? I was like, uh, I was actually not looking for it and it just <laughs> dropped. And she's like, whoa, that's weird. I was like, yeah, that is very weird. Maybe it was the, the spirit that was uh, telling you it was going to be okay when you were taking a shower. Maybe it was that one. <laughs> yeah. It was on like, do I spray it on myself? <laughs> Do do I know or do don't I know something? Yeah, I was like, do I use it on myself? Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> it's a very confusing <laughs> thing. Like, why would they just drop it on me? Like, I don't have any rash. Like, I'm, I'm good, guys. Well, anyways, that was our that was my creepy update. That was like the the only weird thing that happened like in between these what two weeks since we last recorded. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's that's my update. No, yeah, I don't I don't have anything. Like I said. uh yeah, just sad, sad life. <laughs> which would, which is strange. Spook me. Yeah, if you usually, I think that's what starts attracting uh, more energy to you. If like you have a dip in like your mental health, you know, or I know that's happened to me before, where it feels like internally I'm chaotic, so weird things start happening. So I don't know. Huh. I, I guess Maybe. it works differently for everyone. I yeah, so. yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting for a toe-sucking wedge oh the cheddar pee yeah anyways <laughs> got some dry toes over here <laughs> anyways well i mean we are coming up on fiesta and uh the rodeo so oh, yep dirty chunk lead feet this is a good time guys if you're gonna start drinking crack open a cold one okay so my first story um it's gonna start over here in vancouver canada and i'm going to be talking about the jailer's muse so in vancouver canada is a small neighborhood called gastown it's described as having indie art galleries a trendy food and drink scene and is known for a whistling steam clock the neighborhood is also considered historical since its establishment dates back to around 1867. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What? What is a whistling steam clock? I don't know. I didn't Google it. Thanks for calling <laughs> me. Emma, it sounds like a, some kind of weird sexual. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, I'm going to give you a whistling steam I was, clock. <laughs> I was thinking more like, you know, it would whistle on the hour. like a. I bet it does. 
Oh my gosh. I'm going to continue. <laughs> um, in this area, cobblestone walkways and Victorian architecture fill the streets. Here is where you will find Jailer's Muse, spelled G-A-O-L-E-R-S-M-E-W-S. Um, I just wanted to point that out because I've never seen that type of spelling for that. But anyways. <laughs> okay, wait. So the spelling is what interested you and not a steam whistling clock. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, it was built in the 18th century and was the first jail in Vancouver. In 1886, a fire destroyed the building and was replaced with a brick fire hall and a hangman scaffold. Here is where 40 people were publicly executed during its operation. Today, the scaffold is gone and hard to find. If you find a restaurant called La Abattoir, then you have found the area of Jailer's Muse. So to lead to our haunted Valentine's theme, we meet our first ghost, a woman dressed in black who can be seen gliding along the cobblestone passageway from where the hangman's scaffold was. She glides to a wrought iron gate that leads to a place called Blood Alley. Once through the gate, she vanishes. She is believed to be one of the wives of one of the people executed in the past, forever looking for her long-lost love. I know, that's very sad. Would you do that? What, look for Jesse? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) She does that already. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you a little bit about Blood Alley since it has an interesting name. So Blood Alley was actually first named Trounce Alley and was nicknamed Blood Alley in the 1970s. The story that may or may not be true is that there were several slaughterhouses in that particular alley and that the blood from these places would flow into the alley cobblestones. Ooh. Others say it's due to the hangings that used to be there. Anyways, now the street is lined with restaurants <laughs> where people happily take strolls and walking tours are offered to tourists. Gentrification. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) So there are two more ghosts here, not necessarily having to do with our theme, but I'd like to mention them because when are we ever going to come back to Jailer's Muse? So. Interesting spelling. Yeah. (laughs) The second ghost is of a woman in white. A popular story is that a contractor was working alone at night in a restaurant called the Irish Heather, fixing a men's restroom. What's important to know here is that this particular restroom was situated towards the back of the pub, and while working, he placed his tools near the door he was working at. When he went to grab a tool, he found that all of his tools were missing. When he did locate them, they were stacked neatly at the front entrance. Hmm. Yeah. One kitchen staff member also claims that while she was working alone, that she heard a female voice call her name. When she looked around, there was no one there, of course in a back storage area near the kitchen and will stay there for a few seconds and then disappear. And then... (laughs) (laughs) What? Just like, I'm here, and then boom, gone. (laughs) Man, I hate those ghosts. (laughs) So the last ghost here is the man in black. Before we get into his sightings, it's important to know about the business and neighboring business. So next door to the Irish Heather, there is a place called Blake's Coffee Parlor. There used to be a door between these two establishments. In a past life, Blake's used to be a popular saloon with a brothel upstairs. Yeah. (laughs) So, the man in black is sometimes seen going down a hallway of the Irish Heather towards the back of the building, 
and is sometimes seen going through a brick wall where the door used to be between the two businesses. He is believed to be the same ghost that used to appear at Blake's, but left in 2008 when renovations in the building began. He said, I don't like it here anymore. Yeah, he said, like, I'm going to move. <laughs> um, the second There's no more brothel. Oh, gosh. <laughs> on the second floor, staff report feeling unnerved by a presence around the tables near the top of the stairs. One night, when contractors were working, they heard banging coming from the area, only to go up and find the chairs flipped onto their backs. No one was around. And well, I'm glad you clarified that, because I was thinking, like, banging? What kind of banging? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> Good old brothel day banging. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Another incident was between two staff members who said they were quietly chatting at the bar when they both heard large footsteps coming down the wooden stairs, only for no one to appear. During this time, the area had already been lit. The last incident was in 2007 when a visitor sat down at the foot of the stairs and told the owners, You know you have a lady upstairs? He then, yeah, he then clarified, You've got a spirit upstairs. You don't need to worry about anything. There's a man too, but he's not the important one. She <laughs> is the important one. That's very typical. What? Why? I don't know, but that, that's all. They didn't elaborate why she was the important one, but it uh-huh. doesn't matter because... Always, she is the important. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Are we getting sexist here? I was like, okay. <laughs> like you had to really. Emily's bridge next. Okay, that sounds good. Was that your two? No, I have I have one more after Emily's bridge. But since we both took notes on Emily's, I think you can go in there. Okay. Well, I mean, mine is pretty basic. Okay. Uh, and it is kind of a basic story. It's really a Romeo and Juliet esque time. Well, I guess not. Because I was actually thinking of doing the Chinese graveyard. Really? Yeah, the Chinese graveyard has a love story as well. So it was uh, so just a little bit on the Chinese graveyard. It was a, a Mexican young man and a an Asian descent young woman who fell in love. And while he was traveling to go see her, he's struck by lightning and dies and is supposedly buried within that graveyard. Now, the woman never, you know, getting to fulfill her future with the the young man. She, after she passed, she continues to roam the Chinese graveyard looking. Bless you. Excuse Bless me. You. Uh, she continues to roam the graveyard looking for him. So that's the that's the Chinese graveyard here I in know, San Antonio. I know we've covered it before, but it was so long ago that I don't remember it. <laughs> wow, we're veterans. So. <laughs> it could have, it could have been last week. Yeah, it really could have been. <laughs> she would have treated it like it was a Brand history new. exam. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that far back. It was yesterday. I don't live in the past. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, Emily's Bridge. Mm-hmm. And I really would love to go visit this bridge because it looks like the bridge out of Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. It looks like the bridge uh, that connects the, the, the Hogwarts to, you know, like the, the mainland. Uh, you remember the big bridge? Mm-hmm. It, like it's it's that. Uh, and and it, it's it's called the Covered Bridge. Like but, type of style? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Emily's Bridge... <laughs> or originally known as Goldberg Bridge, is located in uh, Stowe, Vermont. And it's a single lane, 50-foot, you know, length bridge. But uh, tragedy happened at this bridge. So it was built in 1844, 
And sometime in the mid-1800s, a young lady named Emily was supposed to meet her love at the bridge to elope. And when he never showed, it said that Emily took her life from the either the rafters, she hung herself from the rafters, or it's also said that she jumped from the bridge, taking her life in this despair. But there is no evidence of these things happening. I want to say that. And the original story was from a student who went to the bridge and supposedly used a Ouija board and contacted a spirit from there. And he wrote a paper about this. And it's out of this paper that the story of Emily came to be. But I want to propose that this may be an entirely different spirit. Something posing as this... Yeah, is Emily. Okay. So I know I know it's become more of a nuisance now. I don't know if you've read that. Yeah. That uh, it's become more of a tourist attraction. But from the more serious accounts that actually have taken place here, uh, drivers and witnesses have said that while driving over the bridge, they can hear scraping on the roof and allege that it's Emily's feet oh my touching the top of the roof of the of their car because she hung herself from the rafters. Other drivers have said that upon crossing the bridge, when getting out to inspect their car, just, you know, just to, to like, hey, we did it. They've noticed scratches on the sides of their car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Other witnesses have said seeing a spectral face as they passed by you know, through the window. Oh, no. And almost feeling as if it's Emily looking for her love within the drivers or, or you know, within oh, the passengers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just like, imagine you just bought this car and, like, you just scratched the shit out of it from the side. Thanks, I'm just like, what the? God damn it. That just... I don't like that. And considering it's a 50-foot bridge, I'm like, oh, my God, floor it. Well, even that, like, that's a long-ass scratch. I've been like, holy shit, like, girl. (laughs) Can't you just yell like the Yorona or something? (laughs) Fuck. Just took this out. (laughs) I just washed this. Yeah, like, fucking can't even beat anybody for it. (laughs) Uh, So there are other accounts other uh venturers who actually get on foot and walk across the bridge have also been affected by emily by getting scratches on their bodies as well i, I would have taken a scratch to the body and stra- a scratch to the car <laughs> yeah but like if my ass itches and she doesn't scratch <laughs> yeah. she doesn't scratch that I, i'm gonna be all, very pissed all i can flashback is to vincent vega from uh um, what is oh, it? Fiction. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I, I wish I could have seen them scratch then. <laughs> uh, so other witnesses have said to standing uh, to being standing at the end of the bridge and hearing a disembodied voice at the other end calling to them Ooh, or calling out. I hate that. No, thank you. Uh, then there's other people who have not actually been on the bridge or like actually present at the bridge. But uh, surrounding neighbors, like I said, this is within a neighborhood. And some of the neighbors uh, or inhabitants of the area say uh, that they witness floating orbs and strange lights around the the bridge as well. So, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. 
poor Emmeline looking for her love. Yeah, and there's actually like an actual like I don't know if it's from the state or the the town that it's in that they have like an actual informational like sign up there that oh I, yeah that yeah I wrote it down. Um, I'll just read it real quick because it's like two sentences. Uh, the story of Emily, the jilted young woman, has been told far and wide. The most popular telling, remembered by some still alive from the 1940s, has a young farmer's daughter, Emily, sometime in the past, perhaps as early as 1849, deserted by the man she loved on the day of their intended marriage. In despair, she took her life at the bridge. Some believe her spirit haunts Emily's bridge, especially on moonlit nights, waiting for her man to return. And so that is Wait, like... Wait, did you hear that? What? Waiting for her man. Oh my gosh. So I just <laughs> want to put that out there. <laughs> Anyways. Um, um, so she was... Uh, so yeah, that's like the, in, the official thing from that area. But I also took down these notes... Uh, let me see. Okay, so if you go on Google Maps and look up the bridge, there are several reviews of the bridge and hundreds of photos taken by the visitors. It's actually really beautiful and picturesque, but a stark contrast to the tell it's known for. While going through Google reviews, there is one that notes that you can even visit the alleged grave of Emily behind, really? the, uh -huh, behind the Stowe Visitor Center. It's a small grave that could definitely use some cleaning up, but it's marked Little Emmeline. Another review gave the bridge five stars along with a small blurb. Went there at 1.30 a.m. and stayed for an hour. Two out of three people heard a commotion of voices on the bridge, and we did capture a video of what appears to be an apparition walking past the front of the bridge. Ooh. Five stars. <laughs> yeah, shit my pants, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my last tale takes us to St. Augustine, Florida, to the Casablanca Inn. During Prohibition, uh, which was 1920 through 1933, for those that don't have a great memory like me. Thanks uh, for reminding us of a, such a terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> the owner of the inn, only known as Miss Bradshaw, agreed to work with bootleggers smuggling alcohol into the United States. She is said to have helped smugglers know if they were clear to bring their cargo in through the sea with the lantern in the window. And sometimes I also would see like versions where she was on top of the building. But anyways, what the fuck? Yeah, so Miss Bradshaw fell in love with one of these bootleggers and that on a stormy night, federal agents were patrolling the area. She waved her lantern fran frantically to warn her lover, only to never see him again after that. The story is mm. that people now see a woman on the roof waving a light back and forth as if she's stuck forever warning the man that she loved not to come so some guests report seeing a lantern waving in windows, while staff and guests both report hearing footsteps in the hall when no one is there. One guest reported taking a picture in a mirror, only to see a woman standing next to her in the final photo. The smell of oranges are also fleeting in some parts of the inn. People also claim to see or hear children playing in different rooms. This could possibly be from the wind from when the inn had first opened and housed children, families, and traveling salesmen. So I searched in the Google reviews for anything ghost-related and only found real reviews, so I headed to trust YouTube. <laughs> and uh, there I found a quick one-minute video called 
Casablanca Inn, St. Augustine Haunted Ghostly Experience in Secret Garden Room number 28, uploaded by user 2Kubota Outdoors. So here our YouTuber explains that he and his companions found an imprint in the bed that would not that was not there in a previous video that they had just taken and he thinks it looks like a handprint like the impression Ooh. of a handprint in the bed sheets while one of his companions says like no this looks like a butt cheek indentation <laughs> <laughs> okay we're going back to cheeks rhombology here we yeah. go <laughs> i could tell a lot from that imprint <laughs> so um but anywho so like they fixed it and i guess they were gonna see if they it'll happen again but they never did like a follow-up video but that was uh the casablanca inn in saint augustine florida and i don't think that they try to advertise too much about uh miss bradshaw's ghost there you know, so. I, I want to say one thing. Good for that man, getting a very supportive wife like that. Because my wife wouldn't even piss on me if I was oh on fire. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> you don't um, know that till you try, she said. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. I told her my back was hurting, and she, like, threw me one of the children. Just like, <laughs> thanks. She's like, work it out. <laughs> Drain his life energy. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. I found a strange life insurance policy on myself. <laughs> anyway, Jesse just laughs. He didn't even have anything to say. I was just like, yeah, bro. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> we all go that road. I'm Jen's browser history, man. Mm. It's not all just weird ghost shit. Yeah. <laughs> How much money can I get from my <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Jesse, if you'd like to to do can the I last story. Lone Star. Wrap us up. <laughs> what? Oh, it's like, how to sue Lone Star. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> On your casket, yeah. it's going to have the Lone Star symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so, they made him mentally incompetent. <laughs> um, so... Um, all right, I'll get to my tail. I'll try to see if I can squeeze in the two. We'll do one uh, just because it's so odd and weird. So this story was told to me by someone that I met, uh, anonymous as well. Uh, it takes a place in the Tamaulipas region of Mexico. Not in the U.S. It's being translated from Spanish to you know English. So couple of things are going to sound a little bit weird but um essentially the title that i would give this is the time my uncle stole a witch's legs so how would you say it in spanish because i really do think that like a lot of stuff really sounds great uh, okay cool so um the person telling to me is of course is somewhere around my age or maybe a little bit older they're talking about their uncle slash grandma and this goes back you know a significant amount of years because they are in their 20s teens so it goes back to some kind of bad parts in mexico revolutionary kind of areas where stuff was going on between political parties a lot of uh dismay whatnot so in this town in mexico um, there is a, her grandmother, which is a, a very prominent, um, cook Molina type of tortilla 
maker would it's not really that great in Mexico so in order for you to get those type of corn meal or tortillas is you know you're, you're essentially one of the the food chains like what you would be considered as a Walmart or a, a, an HEB so people go to you all the time so you're super busy all the time so it's just an older lady you know working herself to the bones to you know provide a service and she's becoming very lucrative and she has a son which is the uncle of this person telling the story and he is become very entitled to the lifestyle so he is very lecherous and a super alcoholic so every time the grandmother hires um, some help of the female kind he always kind of swoops in and you know just hits on him ends up taking him out mistreating him and you know she ends up losing help so a couple of towns over there's this big 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 kind of roll-up where it's been reported that there's a group of witches killing kids oh, and like oh, shit. you know taking uh, in mexico is a thing where they they're essentially treated like vampires they're stealing the blood from these kids and, and bleeding them out and killing them that kind of reaches word to this town but uh they don't experience any of it so it doesn't really affect them um and news comes that they've actually found and killed a couple of these witches um towards where you know it, it kind of spreads all over and you know it, it kind of begins to worry people all over the the uncle goes to that town and drinks and gets blacked out drunk so he hears the stories yada 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 comes back to the grandmother the grandmother one day as she's opening the shop she meets this young lady who is beaten severely like you know like just bloodied up and she's just like mija like or well, are you okay and she's like yeah you know some of the zapatistas that were running in from the the neighboring uh villages got me and they they tried to take advantage of me but i ran but they you know they beat me and she offers her hey you know you want to clean up i got extra clothes for you i got you know stuff that you can change into she goes yeah i, I would love that and offers there's a warm shower you know gives her some clean clothes and she goes you know what you're a very well-spoken you know well-mannered lady would you like to work for me and she goes well i don't really have anywhere to go so yeah i'll, I'll work for you so she gets her helping her making tortillas in the cornmeal all that stuff boom very good help so she's pumping out triple double the you know product towards where finally the uncle comes back around and he sees her and she's beautiful and he's like oh my god i got i have to i have to talk to her i have to the grandmother immediately goes, please leave her alone. She is my new help. She is amazing. She's gone through a lot. Please leave her alone. Do not do the same thing you do to all the girls that help me, please. Oh, okay. And uh, he's kind of stays away. But the more he sees her, that a little hints that he goes or pushes away, he the more infatuated he becomes. So he essentially falls in love with her. Uh, we will give her the name of Maria. So he's constantly bugging like, Maria, you know, you're, you're such an amazing worker. No woman ever like you. I, I, I'm in love with you. I want to marry you. I want you to have my kids. 
and she's constantly like, no, you know, I'm just here to help, you know, your grandmother, da 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 da. Eventually, he conspires, he thinks of a plan. I am going to wait till my grandmother falls asleep, and I am going to force myself upon her. Oh, no. So, of course, he goes, he takes off, he drinks at a local bar, he's looking at his watch, and he says, okay, this should be closing, she'll be cleaning up, this will be the time to strike. He gets his liquid courage, he heads to the grandmother's uh, place of business, the grandmother's already gone, she's closing up because she knows she stays there because she doesn't have anyone, and he is watching her from afar away cleaning up, and he's kind of timing out the time to strike to his dismay she starts heading towards the oven area and as she heads to the oven area he is shocked by what he sees this um, woman starts to take pieces of her body off oh what the hell yes um breasts face hair as in kind of like a almost like a lego type of way and what comes from underneath is pussy feathery look almost like a a, a weird slime covered bird person shit okay and as she's taking off her feet you know her female genitalia all that stuff it just becomes into this giant bird owl looking creature and he is shocked and he sees this creature spread out its wings which is like a big old wingspan and it sees it trot slowly to the area where the main door is opens it with the wings and takes off full flight oh shit he's in shock he doesn't know what to do the woman that he was planning to take advantage of him just turned into a fucking bird and he thinks this is one of the witches from the other city of Tony but this has got to be her so in his drunken stupor he thinks I will make her marry me still and he goes and Uh. he, he takes the female genitalia attached to the two legs of course he does yeah and he (laughs) hides them and he's waiting for her to come back but you know being in the drunken stupor he is he falls asleep and as the grandmother is waking up to start the early day work day he goes over to the woman's area and she goes hey uh you ready to go she goes i can't work today so what do you mean she goes i don't feel well your son took something from or sorry your uh yeah your son took something from me and i needed it back before i'm able to start to work and she's thinking, oh, oh shit. shit, like, what wow. did he do? Oh, my God. And she goes, can you please tell him to return the items? And she's thinking it was maybe his shoes or her underwear or her something that has to do with yeah. her getting up because she's poor and she's like, she probably feels ashamed. So he goes and wakes him up and he's like, hey, you know, what did you do to her? And he's like, nothing, blah, blah. And he's like, well, she's saying that she needs you to return what you took from her. And he goes, I didn't take anything from her. If she wants to talk to me to get up and come and talk to my room so she goes and she's like i'm sorry she goes if you need some shoes you know i got extras and she goes no 
I'm only gonna tell you one more time. Oh, damn. Her tone changed completely. I'm not gonna hurt you. You've been nothing but kind to me. But I'm gonna tell you if you don't tell your son to return what he took from me, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> and her face changed. She's like, What do you mean? She goes, It doesn't have to. She goes, I am a very old witch. And I need my legs back to leave. And she's like, what are you talking about? And as she's talking to her, this seemingly young woman tucked in the bed with the blankets up to her chest. Puts out her feet and these two giant bird feet just come out. And she stands up way above her short five foot two body. So she's looking up at her now. And she goes, I need my feet to leave tell him to give them back to me if he doesn't come in here within the next 10 minutes I'm going to kill him and damn his soul nothing will happen to you but you will be a witness to it in a complete and fucking panic she runs straight in there and she goes um and she tells him exactly what I saw and she goes yes I saw her change last night she was, and I've been playing with her feet all night till I passed out. So, essentially, she's able to convince them to go and drop them off. And as the witch examines her feet, she realizes that they've been defiled. Oh, no. Yes. So, in a quick turn, she um, decapitates the man. Oh, shit. And um, the grandmother essentially watches everything and is given basically a pass. She tells her, you know, no, no harm will come to you, only good stuff. Um, sucks all the blood out of the guy's fucking body, attaches the legs back up, transforms herself back into an older woman, and walks out of the place. <laughs> and... As soon as word spread around of this tale, the of course the Molino and the Tortilla uh, essentially went out of business because she was known as consorting and in favor with one of the witches that was going around still killing some of the children in that town. Damn, that's a good one. So yeah, that is a good one. Jen, I'm gonna try to take your feet off. What? <laughs> They're sweating. She's on there. I was like, there's no. There's nothing. <laughs> My um, hands are just going to be yeah, slipping off. just going to slip <laughs> off. <laughs> it's a curse. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, uh, I'll, that's pretty much it for me. I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll keep the second one for another time. Yeah, okay. yeah. Another Valentine's. That was an interesting one. I've never heard anything like that. Kind of going to say that dude had it coming to him, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much the take on it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. What a what a episode for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Valentine's. Um love, right? <laughs> 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 or lust, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Again, my wife won't pee on me if I was on fire. Yeah, I'm just gonna cut out that part that <laughs> if I was on fire. Yeah. Yeah, just leave it on there. Anyways, splice in isolate some, the audio. <laughs> just splice in some chicken feet oh, comments. <laughs> Anyways, um, 
All right. So I think that will wrap up episode 59. So, uh, oh man, we should do another like love struck episode for episode 69. 69. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna let y'all do that episode, <laughs> <laughs> but you do so well with like the cheddar pig and the <laughs> those were not intentional. The... I was trying to spook y'all, <laughs> the hyper, oh, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> anyways. Okay, so, um, yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, um, or no, it's Apple Podcasts, sorry, uh, Audible, Podbean, and wherever else you guys are listening. Uh, if you have listened to us on Spotify and if you've liked what you've heard, uh, please give us a good rating. It would uh, really be appreciated. And if you want to send in your own stories, you can send those to Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com and make sure to give us a follow on the good old Facebook and Instagram. Okay, guys? All right, so... Um, Anything else before we head out for the night? No, that's it. Pretty much for me. I can't wait till episode 69. (laughs) We will try to get there. Anyways. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.